the explicit sexual content is starting in elementary and in middle school. They lead to a higher risk of STDs, they lead to a higher risk of emotional problems, they lead to a higher risk of uh, relational problems as well, and yet it's being pushed because of this concept that, that Alfred Kinsey even pushed, that kids are sexual from birth. Don't think that this isn't affecting your kids or your neighbor's kids or your family in some way, or even the kids at your church. This is happening all across the US. It's being geared towards even homeschooling families. These books are available in libraries. So this is something that's really important for everybody to be aware of. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Why is there an agenda in public schools to groom children for sexual activity starting in kindergarten? If you're not aware of what's happening in your local public schools, this show is for you. However, this show is not for your children. I need to make that clear right up front. I think this might be, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, my very first R-rated program here on Creation Today. And honestly, it's not because I want it to be. I mean, I want to be ignorant, honestly. Uh, I want to be ignorant of some of the things that I have had to learn. However, duty to God demands that I be informed about this world that I live in. Now, I know a lot of you probably feel the same way I do. I want to be, I want to be ignorant of the content in the movie Sound of Freedom. I, I don't want to think about little boys and little girls being exploited, being raped, and, and being abused. But ignorance doesn't help me be the man that God has called me to be. I want to be ignorant of what actually happened on October 7th when Hamas attacked Israel and videotaped themselves getting pleasure out of mutilating women still alive and videotaping their excitement over the slaughter of hundreds of people. But duty to God demands that I face the reality of the world I live in. Now, I know a lot of you want to be just like Spike in the land before time. All you want to do is just put your head in the sand and pretend these things aren't happening. Well, that didn't end up working out for Spike, and it's not going to work out for you either. You and I need to be informed. We need to do what we can to protect our children and encourage others to live their lives for the glory of God rather than the pleasures of sin. If you are new to the Creation Today Show, I'm your host, Eric Hoven. Watch what happened to this father when he went to his local school board and began reading the literature that the school board approved for curriculum in the public school during the school board meeting. Check this out. And then we can discuss, you can discuss, the process by which these books get on the shelves, because there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book, Lucky, by Alice Sebold. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to need I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Turn off his microphone, please. I've told you I'm stopping you. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are, if you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen, instead of just talking, you may learn something. Well, 
The problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. These meetings are broadcast. It's not okay for broadcast, but it's okay to put into the minds and the hearts of children in the public education system. My guest today works with the Feed My Sheep Foundation, has been researching the harmful physical, emotional, social, and spiritual effects of anything goes sexuality. She is currently focused on helping parents, churches, and communities become aware of the changes in sexual education and gender policy that will affect our schools and our communities. She's a member of the Protect Child Health Coalition and a homeschooling mom of two. She uses her master's degree in psychological apologetics to help people just like you. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Mrs. Bridget Heap. Uh, Bridget, welcome to the Creation Today Show. Hi, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate this opportunity. Well, tough topic today. You've been researching and presenting this material for several years now. So just in case my warning at the beginning wasn't sufficient, who, who should not be watching this conversation and why? Before we get started here. So definitely, personally, I think anybody 18 and under shouldn't really be watching this. That being said, though, if there are parents that think that their older teens know what's going on and they should be exposed to those, that that's something that a, a parent should consider. But I think today what we're going to talk about is definitely um, explicit sexually explicit it's it's graphic material we're probably going to use words that make people shudder a little bit honestly it's not easy to talk about these topics i think that it's important to do so because if we're burying our heads in the sand and keeping a blind eye to this the children are getting the brunt of this they are being exposed to it and then we're just blind and we don't know what's happening so i think it's important that we cover these topics as difficult as they are well, with that warning, we will move ahead and assume that you uh, are okay watching this as we, as we move through what is actually happening today in our public education system, what, the, what books they're trying to get in there and why. Bridget, get us up to speed. What's happening? What's going on? Kind of give us the overview of what's happening and get us up to speed on what's, what's taking place. Sure. So I actually, I do have a couple of examples uh, just to show folks about where kids are hearing this information and where they're getting it from. So uh, this first example is actually a curriculum that is put out by Planned Parenthood. So some people might not know that some school districts actually bring in other organizations to teach sex education to their kids. And Planned Parenthood is a very popular choice. They have been using this curriculum, Be Proud, Be Responsible, in schools just all over the US. And I just wanna share a few examples. So from this curriculum, children are being taught that people often say that sex doesn't feel as good with a condom, but we're going to talk about ways to make the experience more pleasurable. So on the, on the outset here, it's pretty obvious that what is being taught to our children is that public education space, that space in the classroom that is co-ed, is perfectly fine as a place to talk about sexual pleasure and, in fact, ways to increase or to experience more sexual pleasure. So I think right there at the beginning, that would probably shock a few people that they would think, wow, they're actually teaching kids this. Um, but going further then, this curriculum is also teaching children that touching and stroking each other all over can be very pleasurable. 
people are better lovers and know about their own bodies than a, and a partner's body. So right there, there is this standard or this expectation that children are being taught that you need to know how to pleasure yourself. You need to know how to pleasure others. Um, and so again, these these things are being taught, you know, alongside reproductive information and information about STDs. But that's not the focus of comprehensive sex education anymore. The focus is is on the rights of children to engage in sexual pleasure. And so that's what you're going to start to see is is creeping into the schools here. And in some schools, it's full blown in these schools already. Uh, this last example from this curriculum says the goal of this role play is for Lee to convince Jaden to use a condom and that condoms can be fun and pleasurable. Now, in this specific curriculum, there's actually a note that says teachers are instructed to require all students to participate in role plays, even if they feel uncomfortable doing so. And that should shock a ton of parents, because even if they might feel comfortable exposing their children to certain topics, the schools are essentially pushing this idea that teachers can push kids past that that uh, level of comfortability that they have in order to get them practicing having these sexual conversations with each other. Remind me what age group this is this is uh, taught to. So, so comprehensive sex education is actually going to start from kindergarten to 12th grade, and you're going to see curriculums like this start to creep in in middle school up into the high school um, ages. So this one, I think the three examples here were for high school level. Um, but what you're going to see in just a little bit, if we have time to get to some of these examples, is that the explicit sexual content is starting in elementary and in middle school. Okay, so some people might be watching and some people might not have a, a, a mooring, a moral to say, well, what is right and what is wrong? And, I, and I've often thought, if you don't know what's right, you won't know what's wrong. And so there may be some parents going, well, well, they've got to learn about this somewhere. How do you address like that concept of what should and should not be taught? Because I, I, I'm under the impression that, I mean, I'm under the impression hey, that that responsibility is the parents. That's not the government school's responsibility. But how do you think do that and how do you address that with parents? So I think that in the society that we're living in today, it's incredibly important for that parent to make the decision, am I going to be teaching my kids these things or am I going to be sending them to the public school? And depending, and in, actually in both cases, the parents really need to review the information. They need to know ahead of time, what topics are you teaching my child? What graphics are you gonna be showing them? What handouts are you gonna be sending home with them? And even as a homeschool parent, I'm, I'm a homeschool parent, I, I, I homeschool my kids. There are, uh, it, there's information out there that's even geared towards people educating their kids at home that if you're not aware of it, you're you're going to have that slip in. So let, let me actually show you my next example. This amaze.org is a website that schools will promote to children as just extra resources for them. And they also have a big push to encourage homeschooling families to watch these videos as well as, okay, you're, you're educating your kids at home, let's help you out and here are some videos for you. So just really quick, here are three videos that they have. These are completely accessible to children. 
They are often watching these without their parents having pre-watched them. And so this video is called Abortion with Pills, What Is It? And it teaches children that self-managed abortions are safe, effective, and normal. The next video is called Accessing Sexual Healthcare for Minors. And it teaches minors specific questions to ask healthcare providers to make sure that their parents are not involved if they want something like an abortion or condoms. So even for the parents out there that may be thinking, well, I, I do want my child exposed to some of this information, what they're not realizing is a lot of these organizations are intentionally trying to drive a wedge between the parent and the child because the expectation is, is that, well, these kids are, they're just basically mini adults and they have rights to all of this stuff and nobody should be standing in their way. Now, this one last video from amaze.org is called, Am I Ready to Have Sex? And it teaches children that only you know when you're ready to have sex. That's called agency, teaching a child that, that they will decide at any age what kind of activities and with whom they're interested in having sex. That's called agency. And then this video asks them, asks them questions like, do I actually know anyone I would like to have sex with? And then they encourage the children to talk to a trusted adult about their sexual desires. So, so remember, these videos are being promoted at, at the public schools as extra resources for the kids to homeschooling families as well. So, so definitely as a parent, whether you're deciding to put your kid in a public school or even a private school or to educate them at home, I think the best thing that you can do is you have to pre-read, pre-watch any of the information that you're going to give to your child. And in a lot of ways, that sounds exhausting. But at this point, I think that that's really important to be doing that. It seems like what we've watched over the last couple of years is what used to be parental involvement and parental consent and parental information. People have kind of tried to go around behind parents and say, how do we do this without them knowing, for example, that second video you show. So I'm I'm curious, it, it seems like that's clear that that's what's happening now. Is that what's happening? And how did we get from where we were when, I mean, I was offered sex ed in fifth grade and I had to get a parental, you know, slip signed and they didn't sign it. So I didn't get the sex ed talk in fifth grade. My parents were like, we'll take care of that. And from talking to my friends there, it was nothing like what they're getting today. So how did we get here and like talk about that shift? So, so the biggest reason i think why we are where we are is because the comprehensive sex education curriculum so that's this this program for kids ages you know kindergarten up through 12th grade that is largely based on alfred kinsey's work and i and i have it right here with me um wow. so this is sexual behavior in the human male i read through this entire book he has several of them um but the 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 main theme of his book is if a human being desires to engage in a particular sexual act, no matter what that is, so that could be anything from heterosexual, homosexual, bestiality, um, self-pleasuring, any of those things. If a human being wants to engage in that kind of activity, that's normal for them. And so what's happening now is as our culture is looking at things like diversity, 
they're having to say to themselves, well, not everybody has heterosexual desires. Some people have homosexual desires. Some people have, you know, asexual desires. And so what the schools are now trying to do is based on Alfred Kinsey's work, they are trying to promote that type of diversity. Now, on the onset, we might even agree and say, we think diversity is a good thing, right? God created us all different and with different personalities and skills and, and abilities. But what, what Alfred Kinsey was trying to push is this concept, if a person wants to engage in these activities, then that's normal. So what's happening in culture now is in order to promote diversity, these books are coming into the schools, these lessons are coming into the schools that promote sexual diversity. So now the idea is, well, kids are going to be taught about homosexual sex acts, as well as what, um, you know, sex acts might be like for transgender individuals, and then heterosexual sex acts, and that everybody has a right to engage in these things. And it's normalizing many sexual acts or behaviors that actually are incredibly risky. They, they lead to a higher risk of STDs. They lead to a higher risk of emotional problems. They lead to a higher risk of uh, relational problems as well. And yet it's being pushed because of this concept that, that Alfred Kinsey even pushed that kids are sexual from birth. You know, they, they have this concept that, that kids have sexual desires all the way from out of the womb. And in some ways we would hear that, oh, kids are sexual from birth. And we would even say, okay, I kind of agree with that, right? Like boys and girls are born as either male or female. And so they, they have a biological sex and they also have the potential to develop into beings that can sexually reproduce. So, so we would kind of say they do have that that sexual that um that they are sexual from being a child but that's not what this is meaning what this means is that a child a child right out of the womb has the right to sexual pleasure that they experience those desires and i think for most people who would consider themselves conservative or christians they would say at that point well well hang on a second we would say that a child naturally develops those sexual desires when they start to go through puberty and that that is what that's getting them ready for sexual reproduction and kids who are experiencing that before that time may have been abused they may have been exposed to sexually explicit information ahead of time so i think we just need to be careful that these concepts have been have been creeping in and the language that we're using is is sometimes hard to challenge because in some ways we even kind of agree with it. You know, it's interesting. I, I Obviously from God's word, He God designed us for sexual pleasure uh, and for sexuality. And, and I mean, it says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. So here it is, Genesis chapter two. You don't have to get very far in the Bible before you realize what's going on. God made Adam and Eve and, and Adam took Eve and said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to the wife and they shall become one flesh. There really is a spiritual and a physical bringing together of man and woman. And, and I was, as I was thinking about this, I, and I, don't, I want to kind of let you run with the show after I say this, but I, I'm, I was thinking about this, I went, we are designed, God created sex. He created it for reproduction and for pleasure and to unite two people together. Think about it. If, 
if, if, if it's like that and God designed it that way, trying to short circuit, it really doesn't help the family. It doesn't help couples because I know that I need to please my wife in other areas in order to become close in, uh, in intimacy. And so it creates this, this cycle that helps me get closer with my wife rather than not care about her and just use her, use her for my pleasure. If evolution is true, and I was just thinking about this this morning, if evolution is true and we're not designed, instead we're just molecules in motion, then based on deviant behavior around the world, it happens all the time around the world, okay? Women should evolve or could evolve the ability to enjoy rape because it happens all the time. So why don't they just evolve the ability to enjoy that? Children could evolve the ability to enjoy abuse. I mean, if there's no moral standard, then perhaps Christians who are trying to say this is what's right and this is what's wrong are just getting in the way of evolution and preventing what's, what, what, is actually, what actually could be happening, what an evolutionary perspective that could be happening. I know that's kind of not where you're going, but I was just thinking about that going, wow, if evolution is true, there is no right, there is no wrong, there's no moral standard. Only with an absolute God do you get these moral standards to say, no, there's a time and there's a place and there's a path and there's a reason to bring couples together, to create strong families, to create strong communities, to, to be done the way God designed it to be done. So sorry for my little monologue. That's what came to my mind, but you got so much you want to cover. I kind of want to let you take over from here and keep leading us. Yeah, I do want to respond to that, though, with a couple of things. First of all, a lot of people are, are pushing this argument about sexuality um, in the faces of Christians by saying, we don't want to hear your moral standard because it's not respecting and loving of other people. But what I have found is I've studied more and more about this comprehensive sex education is that they have their own moral standard. Their moral standard is anything goes as long as the individuals are consenting to it. And so that's their moral standard. And, and like you're saying, from even an evolutionary standpoint, we would have to question that and say, why? Why are you holding us to that standard, right? Yes. Um, so, so that's just one thing I'd been thinking of. The other thing too is you brought up this concept about how God designed our sexuality to work a particular way and, and the purposes for it. And I struggled for a little bit with this concept then, like, why didn't God just make it so that like any other version of it just didn't work and it didn't wasn't pleasurable and, and that type of thing. And it was actually in the Chronicles of Narnia series that I found this example. In, in the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the kids had to go get an, a special apple from a special tree and bring it back. And the um, and and uh, Aslan was going to do something with the tr with this apple seed to protect Narnia. And what ended up happening was this special apple was eaten by uh, the witch. And, and it was warned to the little boy, don't you eat of it? Because the reason is that apple was created to do what it's going to do. And it's going to do it. It was going to give the witch long life. It was, it was going to give her youthfulness. But because she ate it, not the way that Aslan said it was supposed to, it became a curse to her. And I thought, wow, that is exactly like sexuality. God created it to be a good thing. He created it to be pleasurable. And people are still going to experience that because that's the way God created it. 
but it now becomes a curse. There becomes all of this other baggage and garbage that comes with it, the addiction, the brokenness, the physical, uh, you know, STDs and, and things that end up happening too. So, so just to kind of add that in there, we can talk to our children about these concepts. I mean, when I read that book, the Chronicles of Narnia with my kids, I'm thinking, this will be great that when I have this conversation with my kids, I can refer back to this book and they'll get it, you know? So I'm not saying we shouldn't have conversations with kids. It just needs to be appropriate. Um, I've so, used that word, appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't mind, if we have enough time, I would like to show a few more examples that are not appropriate of what is being taught to children. So this yeah. next book, um, I want to show a couple of pages from this. It's called Sex is a Funny Word. I have this book right here with me. You can maybe even see all my little notes. So this isn't just stuff taken off the internet. I've read through this and, and I, I know what's in here. Uh, so this, this book is meant for children in second grade to fifth grade. So that's when kids are eight to 10 years old. So please keep that in mind as we, as we look at some of this. So first of all, there is a page in here that is called touching yourself. And it's an image of a person in a bathtub, their hand slips under the water. And then you can see all of these little wiggly lines around them. And on this page, it says touching yourself is one way to learn about yourself and your body and your feelings. Now, there is also on another page this image of a little girl who's sitting at a picnic table with her family or friends, and she has her hands in her pants. So there's not much of an explanation about this in the book. They're just showing kids images of, of this, of touching yourself and pleasuring yourself. Um, and even in public, I mean, that's what that one picture was. Now, in this book, there's also information on erections, and it says that erections can happen when we touch ourselves to feel good, but they can also happen at other times. And so they go on to just explain when that can happen. And the way that they are describing this to kids is that it's one way to think about erections is that they are just your body's way of exercising on its own. So that's what the page says. And if you can see the images on the, on the side of the page, you have a little boy who's in bed. His arms are underneath the covers. And again, there's those same little lines coming out of the bed. You have a little girl who's sitting out in public behind a tree. And again, she has her hand near her private parts. And again, you see those little lines coming out. But the third picture shows somebody dancing. And it's clearly somebody dancing because there's little music notes around them. But again, you have the same kind of lines coming out from this person. So this can be incredibly confusing. It's even confusing for me as an adult when I look at these pictures because I'm not sure if the book is trying to say, oh, having um, an erection is just like exercising, you know, that it's the same kind of experience. Or if they're trying to say even people, you know, when they dance and exercise, they can also experience this. It's, it's very confusing, but they're trying to equate things to kids to normalize these type of sexual experiences at their age, at eight years old. They're trying to normalize this. So this is, this is obviously very concerning if you think about an eight-year-old kid getting their hands on this book. Now, this book was in my public library. Um, I've also uh, seen that it's in the, the public school that I went to when I was a kid in middle school. So this is readily available to kids um, in a lot of different places. 
Now, one of the other things in this book is this idea on this next page. It says, in your family, are there times when it's okay and times when it's not okay to talk about middle parts? Have you heard other names for middle parts? And do you have more questions about your middle parts? So what's actually happening here is children are no longer being taught that their private parts are private. They are being taught that they're your middle parts. And just like your midriff or your belly button, you know, if you want to choose to show that to people or you want to wear a bikini out on the beach or, or whatever, they're now starting to equate private parts with just the middle section of your body and that they're not private anymore. And, and um, this page um, is disturbing. Um, I hate to show this page, but honestly, it is not as bad as some of the other pages that actually show genitalia. Um, and in this book, on this page, it says, like other holes in the body, the anus is usually very sensitive, which means it can feel good to touch, but it can also hurt if we are rough with it. Because the anus is where the outside of our body meets the inside, and because it is where poo comes out, we need to wash our hands after touching it. Now, if you think about this, in most cases, we would agree and say, yes, we have to be very careful with our private parts. We, we don't want to hurt our bodies. We need to clean our hands and wash our hands after you know going to the bathroom and the restroom. This is not teaching children that. This is teaching Correct. children this idea that we could be touching these parts of our body for sexual pleasure, and then we need to make sure that we're keeping ourselves clean because these parts of our body are, are kind of dirty. Right. So so again, this is just very concerning that it's promoting and normalizing these types of activities to to very young children. The normalization of this is what's interesting. So you got adults that are going, you know, I don't think this is that big of a deal. You're an adult. I mean, think back to when you were a kid. This is this is not acceptable teaching for kids. And you said this is this is eight through 10 year old kids are getting these books. Even if some parents are okay with their kids being um, experiencing some of this information and, and being um, knowledgeable of that, again, these books are not, they're not pro-parenting. So, so that's what this page is. That's what this example is. So this is, this is a, like a little comic of a girl that comes home and she's talking to her dad about just how her day went. And she asks her dad, what does bleep mean? Because she heard this word at school. And the dad's reaction is he gets angry at her and is like, who taught you that? Like, you know, wh why are you saying that? You can't use that word. And she's like, that's not fair, right? Like, I'm just asking you what this means. And he sends her off to off to her bedroom or whatever. Go to your schoolwork. We'll talk about it later. And when she's gone, the dad's partner comes over and he asks his partner who the bleep taught her that word. And so the whole point of these books is that they're also driving this wedge between parents and children, making yep. parents seem that they're hypocritical, they are ignorant of these subjects, that they might be embarrassed to talk about them, that they might get angry if children bring up these, these conversations. And the ultimate point is that they're making parents seem like they are unsafe. This is not where you should be going as kids to talk about these issues. Don't talk to your parents. Come talk to the experts. And in fact, um, I wish I had 
screen captured it, but there was a very prominent organization. I can't remember if it was Planned Parenthood, and I'm sure you can find it on some of the other organizations. They do try to speak highly of like getting parents involved, but they also make the claim that sex education should only be taught from professional experts, as if parents aren't, they don't have the ability or the knowledge to teach their kids these things. So literally trying to drive the wedge, trying to say we're the only ones. And what's hard for me is there's a lot of people who believe, there's a lot of parents who are like, well, I'm not an expert in this. You guys are the experts. And I go, I don't care if you have an expert in, you know, Star Warology. It doesn't make Star Warology true. It doesn't make, anyway. So it just gives, it's kind of like what we deal with all the time with the evolutionists. It doesn't matter if you have a PhD. I've met a lot of very, very, very highly trained, well-decorated, stupid people. So just because you have a lot of education doesn't mean you're right about something. And that's what we're getting at is what is right and what is wrong. Tony threw in here. Thank you, Tony. Matthew 8, uh, 18, 6. If anyone caused one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung, hung around their neck than be dropped into the depths of the sea. And protecting children really is important. And right now, that is not happening in our public education system. Bridget, give me, give me like 60 more seconds before I have to let social media go, kind of, and then make, I want to make sure and tell them about your website, which is uh, fmsfound.org. Feed My Sheep Foundation. It's the feedmysheepfoundation.org, uh, but fmsfound.org. Uh, please check that out. Give me 60 more seconds with social media before I have to let them go to kind of recap this, and then we'll move on. I know you got a lot more of the examples and details that we want to go into and talk to the Creation Today partners about how we need to be responding. So I would just basically summarize and say, don't think that this isn't affecting your kids or your neighbor's kids or your family in some way, um, or even the kids at your church. This is this is happening all across the U.S. It's being geared towards even homeschooling families. These books are available in libraries. So this is something that's really important for everybody to be aware of. And just because your child is not influenced directly by it, the indirect influence is going to come by the kids that they hang around. So Satan knows that he can create this virus and get it started and let it infect the population, which is exactly what it's doing. That's why we have people trying to normalize this. And look at what's happening in the news. Look at Epstein Island and the number of people, the client list coming out of who actually went there. And they're talking about pedophilia. And that's why they're trying to normalize pedophilia. Actually, somebody said that in the chat. I forgot who you were, Christian Today Partner. But they're trying to normalize pedophilia as, oh, this is a normal part of sexuality. And, and instead of calling it calling them a pedophile, they call them minor attracted. That sounds less offensive. So we're watching this go further and further. There are already countries that are okay with bestiality, okay with, with people having sex with animals. So it, what I've learned is it doesn't stop going downhill. And if you care about your children and you care about your culture, it's time to educate. One of the best things you can do is share this program, share Bridget's information with your friends, the people that you're around, and say, I need you to be aware of what's being taught. Watch this 30-minute show, and then go get Bridget's information at uh, Feed My Sheep Foundation, uh, fmsfound.org. And is, there, is, that, is that the best place to go to get your information and get, more, get in contact with you? Do you guys already have a mailing list or things like that that you guys do? 
We have um, an emailing list that people can subscribe to, but on our website, it is full of videos. It is full of articles. We also have resources so that you can go to those firsthand resources if you're interested to. You don't have to just take our word for it. You can see it in the books. You can you can see it from the those websites. So yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of information on there. So we need people to be warriors. We need people to stand up and say, I'm going to find out what's being taught. And if it's not correct, if it's not godly, if it's not in line with family values, I'm going to go to the school board and I'm going to talk about that. By the way, that's a whole other thing. They, they slap the label family friendly on something and make it seem like it's family friendly. Matter of fact, before I let social media go, Kent, I, I, that last clip I gave you, uh, uh, something about family friendly drag or something like that, uh, the organizers say today was a family-friendly event with a safe environment separate from their normal operations. In a statement, they said, We believe everyone should have a space to celebrate who they are. Mr. Misters is a place where everyone is welcome to feel accepted, safe, and included. How long until they start saying, Oh, I, you know what, the, 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 the minor attracted people, because that's what they're doing. That, that, that's my whole point. That's why I started with this. They are grooming children. They're groomers. They, they're, they're, they're perverting what God wants. It is evil and it needs to be stopped. And you need to be aware of what's going on in our public schools, in your, in your, in your public libraries, and you need to have a voice. We've allowed a very small but very vocal my, uh, minority to get their way and recognize we need to stand up. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. So do your moral duty to God and man by discovering what the truth is, standing up for righteousness, and declaring that to the world. Hey, I'm sorry that's all I got time for you guys this week. I look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to have a great conversation next week. Talking to Danny Faulkner, is it possible that the entire scientific method that you learned in school is wrong? Is it possible you got that, that they've been teaching something that really doesn't work? It's not the way science actually works. We're going to be talking about that next week with Dr. Danny Faulkner. And I think it's going to be a paradigm shift for a lot of you as you go, wait a minute, yeah. That's not really how we do science. This is how we really do science. So it's going to be a great conversation with my friend Danny Faulkner. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you want to join the rest of this conversation uh, behind banned books uh, or behind closed books, uh, then come on over to creationtoday.org and join Bridget and I for the rest of this conversation. You do that by partnering with us and helping us reach the world, taking these messages out into the world any way we can. So Come on over to creationtoday.org and partner with us to join the rest of the conversation. Bridget, I want to continue with you to, to, to keep going down what's being taught and then more about what we can do about it. So please, where, where should we go from here?